Welcome to the World Wrestling Super Show. And today, we are talking about WrestleMania 1. And uh, first, we got to give a shout out to the people who have been watching this. And yeah, really just keep joining us on our stream here. And uh, we want as many people as we can get. So if you, if you don't mind watching our podcast, that would be fun. I don't like wrestling's not the most popular thing out there, but still, we, we want followers, so yeah. And also, we have to give a shout out to, to Hulk Hogan. What you gonna do when, when Hulkamania, Hulkamania runs wild, wild on, you. on you? Um, so Miller Time, um, and Phil, you guys had never really. Phil, when was the first time you saw WrestleMania one? Uh, like two weeks ago, <laughs> and then Miller, we finished it today. I'm very excited, folks that are listening, uh, for us to talk about. Uh, WrestleMania one, something that has been, I mean, honestly, a part of my life since it first aired on pay-per-view and honestly, like I'm excited to hear Phil's reaction and Miller time's reaction, uh, to an epic thing. A first, a first, you know, really a pay-per-view style. Vince McMahon, Vincent Kennedy McMahon was cutting edge. Uh, Phil, your thoughts, um, about the undertaking that is WrestleMania one. Um, I mean, it was a, the beginning of what, what, I mean, the most popular event in wrestling history. And I think Vince knew that like when it was pretty much all his idea, right? It was, he pretty much the one oh, that yeah. came up with it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, when he took over from his dad, which happened, what, like the year before or two years before, maybe 83, mm-hmm. um, like he, he was just like, I'm going to do like the Super Bowl of wrestling. And he pulled it off, man. Like it's, it's amazing how much better the video quality and the venue quality. And even like the, 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 uh, interviews got after the first one, but right. for, like for like, just like trying stuff and like, you know, doing the best we can with nothing. I, it's amazing that WrestleMania one, came off the way that it did. It was a huge success for them. Well, they tried to make it seem like a sporting event. Uh, Miller, your thoughts on uh, WrestleMania one, don't have to talk about the matches, but just maybe about uh, your initial thoughts about it. How does it compare to today's wrestling? Well, um, really back then, I don't think, I don't think they had the, the potential to have the faster like feuds. Like, they had feuds, like, for a long time and kept them like that. Mm. The storylines were longer story arcs is what you're saying, right? I don't know about you, but, man, they really had some people that they could have used in in that WrestleMania. But that WrestleMania was awesome. Cool. Well, let's, <laughs> and let's... I don't think I don't think it could get any better than that at the point that they could have had, like, way better television. Um, Miller, before we get into the matches, talk about the differences in 1985 
versus today as far as um the the ring itself the the uh, the mat or lack thereof around the ring how close the people were to the ring um the ropes i think are are you know like they're not nearly as tight like they're kind of loose ropes yeah. um back then talk about all those those differences like what what did it look like and what what why would why did it why was it so jarring to look at compared to like today's wrestling well really well when you see the cameras that they're stuck on one camera and they yep. don't just move from camera to camera and also i think they really really could have done a better job with like feuds but really back then in the old school wrestling it they were just trying to make it as fun as possible that's what mm -hmm. that's what vince was trying to do yeah right uh putting smiles on faces right and that what his yeah. moniker is yeah um uh, the the ring itself is very different like uh the 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 apron is like twice as what maybe three times as wide like from the rope to the edge of the mat the mat is really wide and then um and then beyond the mat, mm. uh, obviously the floor below. I mean, if you've not seen it, you would. This isn't obvious, but the floor below is just concrete. Like it's literal, just cement. Uh, no, no pads at all around the ring. Um, they actually already rectified that by I think WrestleMania two or three. But, but like back 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 then, it was. I guess the wrestlers weren't expected to be thrown out as much. Although it did happen a couple times in WrestleMania one, where they got thrown out of the ring. But um, and then the first row of people. And like the press and and those guys whatever are literally what like three feet two or three yeah, feet really. away well, from the, the rails ring. yeah the rails are so close um and uh there's no padding on the floor you could see it there's one point where yeah uh, jimmy jimmy hart gets knocked off the ring apron during uh junkyard dog and greg the hammer valentine's match and i think he le legitimately hits his head on the concrete mm. uh, hardcore hardcore yeah so and, and the and the, the ropes are very loose. Like um, they can still throw each other, uh, you know, rebound off the ropes and come, come into a run and stuff like that. But um, the, the ropes, like when no one is touching the ropes, the, the ropes are just bouncing up and down constantly. Right. Like it's, um, you can tell like the tight rope um, that, we, you know, the very taut rope that we see nowadays, it was definitely not a thing back then. They're very, not for they're, WrestleMania. yeah, they're very, they're very springy. Well, yeah. you can hear that uh, hear that that music in the background, Phil. You know what that means? It's time to run down WrestleMania. Isn't that right, Miller? Yep. You were humming a tune, so I wanted to use that as a great segue. <laughs> um, so check it out, folks. Um, let's go beat uh, by beat. Phil, um, start us out. The very first match on the show. Um, well, first match, it was Tito Santana versus... The executioner. He was basically a guy, a guy in a mask. He he almost kind of looks like um, uh, Spider Man. I think Jackie mentioned this. He looks like Spider Man before he, before he become he actually gets the spider suit. <laughs> yeah, it's very uh, low budge. Um, buddy, I think it's Buddy Rose. I think he's actually the guy under the mask. Yeah. Um, he's a kind of a long time. Uh, he's, oh, he's supposed to be a good worker. Supposed to be yeah, a jobber. He's he's supposed to be like this uh, mystery man. Like they say, like uh, Tito Santana from T uh, Toluca or Tacula, Mexico, two hundred forty-four pounds, and then the executioner from Parts Unknown. We don't know what his weight is. Like we don't even know like what his weight is. I, yeah. yeah he <laughs> Gosh, uh, Miller, your thoughts? Tito Santana versus the executioner. What what were your initial thoughts, Miller? First, before we get to that. 
Oh. We're we're gonna do a game. What is the executioner's weight? <laughs> well, do you think it's one of those things where he's the executioner from Parts Unknown, and maybe his um, maybe his weight uh, varies. He's like his mass is uh, very high, uh, so he's you know at a lot of density. So maybe he weighs you know two or three tons. I think he weighs. Two hundred and sixty something pounds. Uh, the best guess I could give you uh, is that it's uh, play. You got to stop. Are you? Watch the uh, the the thing there. Okay. Yep. There it is. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, Buddy Rose, at his most, uh, was six one two seventeen. Two seventeen. Yes. Wait. What? Yes. He was 200 pounds and 17. 217 pounds. What? Dude. Check it out. Executioner. All right. So, uh, thoughts on Tito Santana Phil? I, I love Santana. Um, I, I've, I've already, uh, spoiler alert, I've already watched WrestleMania 2 and most of WrestleMania 3. Excellent. Uh, and he, he gets a lot better um, in some of the later ones. I think Bob the semester was, just a, little, was a little standard, like uh, not totally paint by numbers but uh, there were a couple interesting um throws and pins and stuff like that but i think overall it was just an okay match but santana is awesome as as he gets older as as he gets further into wwf Mel, what do you think about tito um he's really really strong and he's like just i, I literally think he could beat Hulk Hogan. If wow. he has an if if he has enough durability, well, he's got a lot of agility. Uh, he was the Intercontinental Champion at one point. Uh, well, a listener of the show, Phil Lewis, it's Tito is one of Mr. Lewis's favorite uh, wrestlers. Uh, the flying elbow, uh, he definitely throws that on occasion. He's he's honestly one of the more muscular, like. Yeah, he's, like, he's in great shape here. Yeah, he's in, he's in his mid two hundreds weight, but it, it, just a ton of that is his uh, muscles. He played uh, college football at West Texas State in Canyon, uh, along with uh, which is the same school that uh, Stan Hansen played at. Dusty Rhodes played football there. Ted DiBiase played football there. Uh, the Funks, Terry, and Wait, uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Ted DiBiase Sr., the Million Dollar Man, oh. played football at West, West Texas State uh, Canyon. So, like, all those guys did. So, anyway, Tito, though, played receiver, really good athlete. Uh, he's one of those guys that uh, Vince definitely would have, uh, you know, tried to get in because of his athleticism. So, he's fighting the executioner there. Like I said, Buddy Rose, longtime uh, wrestler. Uh, and he ends up winning in four minutes, 49 seconds. So, Ooh. Um, next up, Phil, any thoughts on the next match? Uh, SD Special Delivery Jones. <laughs> oh, I have and, lots of thoughts. And SD Jones was around for a long time. African-American uh, uh, wrestler. Uh, paved the way for a lot of folks before him. And I mean, excuse me, after him. Uh, but in this match, he didn't get much love from uh, King Kong Bundy, did he? Oh, no. no. <laughs> he just got so, ran over. So I guess uh, King Kong Bundy was kind of like a new wrestler, at least in the WWF he was. Um, and uh, so basically, I mean, this guy is 458 pounds. Like he, he's going to just, 
he's going to hit anyone like a, a Mack truck. And, right. so, and he does. Like he, he gets him in this bear hug. Um, this is, I think, one of the more, probably the, one of the most famous wrestling matches of all time just because of its length. Um, so th- despite the fact that they were, the announcers were saying that it was a nine second match, uh, yeah. it wasn't anywhere close to that. I mean, it, I guess it was somewhat close, but like it was more than double that. <laughs> it was a 23 second match, but they kept well, saying it was nine seconds at the end, but it was well, a short they, match. They obviously had it in their minds, Vince or whoever determined this one, that they needed to say this was a nine-second match because the the you know original match would have been like I'm not sure what the I'm not sure what the quote unquote record was before this, mm-hmm. uh, but in their heads it was nine seconds. But it was like the things that happened there. I, I felt like it was even longer than 17 seconds because I it mean was, it was 23. Yeah, yeah. So I mean so. You know, the ending, and like I said, it was a squash match altogether. That was the first thing. The bell rung, and Miller goes, well, this is going to be a squash match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, there, there have been quicker matches even than this since then, but I think they held this record for a long, long time um, after that. But um, uh, they uh, basically um, – King Kong Bundy comes out. I don't think um, SD like even gets a hit in at all. Like he literally just like the bell rings. He runs at him, gets him in a bear hug. Uh, Loops into his arms. Yeah. <laughs> like he carries him like a baby. Uh, Daddy. Uh, <laughs> squashes him into the turnbuckle. Um, does one more um, uh, throw on him. Like uh, he like, like runs, it runs into him. Like he does that famous like thing where he just like runs at somebody at the turnbuckle. Uh, SD goes down and he pins them and it's over. So Miller Miller could King Kong Bundy uh, debut on on this coming Monday on Monday Night Raw and uh, be a believable uh, you know possible champion. Yeah. Um, versus Otis. No, what King, Otis King, is not King Kong Otis, Bundy versus Otis. Otis is not on Raw, but if he was on Raw, <laughs> someone. Like King Kong Bundy is also probably dead. So, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, is he still alive? Uh, he may have died. You know, he was a stand-up comedian for a while. Oh, I didn't he know wrestled. That. He wrestled for a long time. Like he did a lot of stuff. Uh, Miller. Oh, he, he, died, he died last year. Is that when he died? Okay. Yeah. Uh, he was. You know, he was wow. on. Wow. He was on an episode of Married with Children. I don't know if you knew that or not. Wow. Miller. Miller. Could he? Could Dude. he be a possible champion? Okay. On on SmackDown. Oh yeah. What is what's a good feud that you would see? Go ahead. Uh, actually, if we if we were talking old school, a good feud would be King Kong Bundy versus like Dusty Rhodes. Okay. I mean, that would be a great feud. Who would you like to see King Kong Bundy against now? Now. Um. Cody the um. Cody the American Nightmare. Cody oh, so he, you're talking about AEW then? You, you could yeah. see him being on AEW? Big time. Okay. Very good. I remember a match. I'll say this because I don't know when we'll talk about it again. Um, King Kong Bundy on Saturday night's main event uh, against – No, you, now you said you watched WrestleMania 2. Is that Hulk Hogan and King Kong Bundy in the main event? Uh, yeah, Phil? it's a cage match. Okay. King Kong Bundy uh, does that avalanche, does that smash in the corner that that on yes. Hogan at one point. And I yeah. literally, when I when I was probably about Miller's age, I literally thought that I thought that Hogan was dead. I legitimately thought he had been killed by King Kong Bundy. 
It was so yeah. scary. I was so sad and scared that Hogan was dead. Yeah, he uh, he rattles his cage. No pun intended. <laughs> but but but. Uh, any other thoughts, Miller? Any anything else on King Kong Monday before we go? I said, like I said, allegedly nine seconds. It definitely was longer than that. If we could like bring it old school and have like, I I think a good old school match. I, I was thinking about this. King Kong Bundy versus The Big Show. That would be good. Slam Fest. Slam Fest 1990. Oh, 1997 in WCW. Yeah. Uh, next up, Phil, who we got? Uh, Ricky Steamboat from Hawaii versus Matt Bourne versus, uh, from Portland, Oregon. Okay, Miller, thoughts on Ricky Steamboat versus Matt Bourne. Wow. I, like, that was a really entertaining match. I, I thought that um, Ricky Steamboat had a great – had a great upper hand on him and really started getting the kicks in. Four minutes, 38 seconds, uh, Ricky Steamboat uh, defeats uh, Matt Bourne. Uh, Steamboat – is in maybe arguably for me the best shape as far as being built uh, that I had ever seen him in. Now, when he got a little bit, uh, you know, a few years after this, he thinned out a little bit and was probably in better cardio shape. But as far as being jacked up, like he looked really good in this match. Um, Miller, do you remember who I told you Matt Bourne eventually became in, w in WWF? Doink. The clown. Doink the clown. Matt Bourne eventually became <laughs> doink, doink the clown. Um, but yeah, good times. Doink the all. clown lost to Heath Slater. That is true. He is one of the legends that lost to Heath Slater. So, so that's the um, only, only legend that lost to Heath Slater. So Heath Slater is typically Ricky Steamboat. Well, I don't know if I'd go that far. <laughs> I, I don't uh, think Heath Slater would boy, say he's Ricky Steamboat. Drew McIntyre is champion. What? Drew McIntyre is champion. Um, who else? Ginger Mahal was champion. Now Heath Slater. Slater Gator. Well, let's see. He's got to get back in WWE first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know Rick how I'll do that. <laughs> Ricky Steamboat, Phil. I don't know if you have any context. Do you know anything about Ricky Steamboat? No, I think this is the only time I've ever seen him wrestle. Oh, you're missing out. Ricky Steamboat uh, and uh, Randy Macho Man Savage, they wrestle at WrestleMania three. Uh, in, in what is considered one of the greatest wrestling matches of all time for the Intercontinental yeah. Championship. Um, Rick, Ricky Steamboat. Sorry, who's he wrestle? Randy Macho Man Savage. Okay. I don't think I've gotten that far in WrestleMania 3. I've only, I've only watched part of it. Well, pal, you are in for a treat. Uh, he, um, man, he uh, fights Savage, and it is a uh, classic. Uh, it is a Matt Classic, beautiful match, uh, and it is um, something that's necessary. Uh, he, he beats Randy Savage WrestleMania three for the Intercontinental Championship, and it really oh, is. I did uh, see this. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's, it's considered one of the best matches of all time. As far as just like you have two guys that are probably, I mean, technically probably at the peak of their career, uh, and they're two of the greatest of all time. So, Yeah, yeah. That was a good match. I remember that. Um, next up, man, this is a weird one because Brutus the Barber Beefcake is in this match, but his character over time uh, changes from this character 
And actually, in a very short amount of time, a couple of years later, he's at WrestleMania three, and he is uh, friends with H- Hogan. Hulk Hogan and him are are really good buddies. Um, Beefcake faces uh, David San Martino in a, and it ends in a double disqualification. Uh, Phil, mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you this, and then Miller, I'll come to you. Phil, who is Bruno San Martino? Um, his dad? Yes. <laughs> okay, so David is the son of Bruno San Martino. I don't know anything Miller, about Bruno. Miller, tell Phil about Bruno San Martino. Go. Bruno San Martino was, um... The longest reigning world champion, right? Yeah, and he had it multiple times. Uh, Forty. No, he had it for the longest for forty-two hundred days. Yeah, it was like a, I mean, how many About. years does that end up being? Like it's a long time. So, like Bruno San Martino in the seventies, Phil was the equivalent to Hulk Hogan in the eighties. And, uh, man, if you've never heard, there's a really good podcast. Chris Jericho on his podcast before Bruno San Martino died. Uh, Bruno mm-hmm. San Martino was on that podcast. Phil, this is required listening. You need to listen to him talk. His okay. story, Bruno's story. Bruno was a young boy in Italy. His village was being raided by the Nazis during World War II. Wow. He, his mom, the whole village uh, hid out. Their, their little village, I think, was the top. No, no. They escaped their village to the top of this mountain that's next to their village and hid out, hoping the Nazis wouldn't show up. It's an unbelievable story. He comes to America. Uh, he's super strong. Uh, again, maybe the greatest uh, wrestling champion of all time. Uh, and But legit a, a bad dude, man. Like strong, bad, tough dude. Uh, Stan Hansen, who might be my favorite wrestler of all time, broke Bruno, Bruno San Martino's neck at Madison Square Garden uh, yeah. back in the 70s. Uh, legit, real life, uh, pretty crazy. So, good times. This match was very interesting because it's uh, two younger younger cats, and there's old guys. Well, I mean, the guys in the ring, like the right, uh, Bruce, the um, yeah, David and 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 Bruce Beefcake, but like yeah. um, that they there's not a lot of like traditional. I mean, there's not a lot of modern looking wrestling here where there's like you know massive like jumps off the turnbuckle and i'm gonna you know um you know throw you over the ropes or you know anything crazy going on like in fact there's a lot of just holds like it i I think i texted you when i was watching it like it reminds me of like high school wrestling like 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 legit uh, olympic wrestling you know like where they're they're holding each other and pinning each other and choking each other like there's a lot of just holding going on um, right. And I, I don't think I'd seen that because um, I've only watched wrestling over the last five or six years, um, kind of modern wrestling. It was it was a little bit of a a slow match, quote unquote, by like modern standards, because it's literally just like low, like rolling pins and like low throws and stuff like that. Yeah. Like nothing, nothing right. over the head or anything. So it's kind of interesting. But the, the crazy part was the end. Uh, Miller, do you remember what happens at the very end of the match? Not just the, not just the no. double disqualification. Uh, disqualification. I, I, I didn't watch the, the whole entire match. Tell, tell folks, tell folks okay. what happens at the end, Phil. So I mean, we I, 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 with, with what you're saying, uh, we were bored to tears uh, by two. And I'm going to say this: uh, Brutus was really young, was 
was pretty young here too. And yeah. just, I think Brutus was trying to drag David San Martino through a match because David's not a very good wrestler. Like he's not a very good yeah. pro wrestler. Right. And um, <laughs> doesn't have a very good career after this even. And then uh, Brutus goes on to a lot of, I mean, a lot, a lot of fame. Some people are critical of Brutus, but I've always, I mean, he's always been in one of my favorites. Go Phil, tell us how the match ends. So, I mean, I'm, I don't know why these guys have beef, but basically Bruno San Martino, the dad, and Johnny Valiant, who's representing Brutus Beefcake, um, end up jumping into the ring themselves. So it's right yes. in the middle of the match. And yes. so, and, and honestly, that was the most exciting part of the entire match. It was kind of, it was a little bit boring up to that point, but um, uh, so we actually did get to see Bruno uh, fight <laughs> that on WrestleMania 1. Um, even though uh, technically he was illegal, but um, he, uh, I mean, just starts punching Johnny Valiant. Like it's almost a boxing match. And then he ends up throwing uh, Johnny Valiant. He punches him and it causes him to flip backwards over the ropes and down to the concrete mm -hmm. below. The crowd's going nuts for Bruno. Like they absolutely love Bruno based on everything that you said. Oh yeah. About oh yeah. Absolutely. His leg yeah. Legendary status at that point. But um, because of all that, the, the matches, is over and ruled a double disqualification because the the guys that were actually supposed to be fighting in the match were just outside of the ring <laughs> during the entire time, so they got counted out, double double count out. Yeah. Well, and and you know Valiant is a long time uh, wrestling bad guy. You have a uh, long time wrestling good guy Bruno San Martino, maybe the greatest good guy of all time if you really want to look at it. Never turned evil, always a white meat baby face if you're going to use wrestling terms, and. Uh, Absolutely, positively, that was probably the big. You're right. You're exactly right on your take. Like the big payoff was everyone getting to see Bruno in the ring, uh, chasing off uh, Johnny Valiant. So, oh, and there it is. We, uh, we forgot. Um, I, I forgot what started the match. Sorry, I, I just, I just now. I'm watching. Oh, I'm actually wa watching it right now. The um, uh, Bruno, or I'm sorry, um, Johnny Valiant grabs David because David got thrown out of the ring. And uh -huh. he, he picks him up and like body slams him onto the concrete. Like oh granted only from like, from like, you know, four or five feet up, but like, but like slams him straight down onto the concrete. And then that Bruno's had enough and he goes after Johnny Dallin at, by, at that point. But he, but Bruno looks great. Like, I, I don't know what his age was at this point, like upper fifties, mid fifties. I would say so probably. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, 80, what would that be if he was, I mean, he's probably 50. He's probably 50 years old or maybe 40 something. I mean, late 40s probably. Yeah. He was born in he was born in he was born in 35. So 85 he'd be 50 years old. 50. He yeah. he looks great. Like he's very energetic. He he comes at him hard like um at one point he like I said he gets Johnny Valiant out of the ring, flips him over the ropes, and then he's uh begging for more like Johnny Valiant just leaves and he's like cussing at him like come back here get back in the ring i'm, I'm not done with you like it's it was awesome to watch but that was, unfortunately that was the only good part of that match yeah true um junkyard dog defeats greg valentine uh in a uh by countout which is actually a really weird ending yeah because the there was a schmoz at the end with uh greg valentine using the ropes miller these are two people yep. you've heard a lot about jyd Junkyard Dog and Greg Valentine Miller. Tell us about this match. I loved it. It was awesome. It, it was really entertaining. And I I wish JYD had the, had an elite figure. 
He probably does because there's this series called Classics, and they have mm. like a million of them, like okay. literally. And really, I just I love that match. It was the only match that I thought what like that was my favorite match in the whole entire thing. Cool. Um, the uh, big thing with JYD, uh, just to give some history here, uh, we talked about this Miller. Uh, do you remember me talking about JYD in the uh, 70s and early 80s in Mid-South, how big of a deal he was? Mm-hmm. Um, he was a great deal right there. Big deal. He, sold, he fighting uh, Michael Hayes, Phil, uh, sold out the Superdome in New Orleans. Mm. Uh, this is the culmination of a long feud and one of my favorite stories of all time. Uh, JYD, his wife, and he have a baby. And his baby is born while he was on the road. But before he could get home, Phil and Miller, to see his baby, those blasted Freebirds, Michael P.S. Hayes and the gang, they literally tried to gouge his eyes out. He injured his eyes, and he wasn't able to see his newborn baby daughter. Those blasted Freebirds. So then that culminated. It's fake. it's that, fake. Well, it, it was fake. It was fake. <laughs> yes. Yes. K Fabe is dead. J- it was fake. JYD J- got to see his daughter. And he got revenge, Miller Time. Yeah, big revenge. He beat the crud out of Michael P.S. Hayes. Bad Street. Uh, bad Street. Anyway, yeah. Atlanta TA. All right. So, JYD does not win the Intercontinental Championship. Miller, what did you think? You're a belt connoisseur like your father, Miller. What did you think about? This Intercontinental Championship. I loved it. It was the first time I've ever seen a green championship. Well, the greatest Royal Rumble champion championship was green. Yeah, is- but that's more of like a that, that that belt was more ceremoniously just something that Braun Strowman could hold over his head, wasn't it? Yeah. Something um, something important. Something that one of the sheiks can just put on their shelf and like I remember when we had the WWE come to town. Remember that, and here's the belt to show it. Um, what do you think, uh, Miller, uh, overall um, about Greg the Hammer Valentine? Thoughts? Greg was a really like, – he was like the best shape of his life right there. He looked good. He looked uh, great. He was, yeah, physical. Like He's one of those guys that's really tough, wrestled for, I don't know, like 30 years, uh, was a uh, – Believable guy through a big elbow right on top of your head, Phil. He'd knock you out with that elbow on top of your head. The yeah. hammer. Here comes the yeah. hammer, pal. Um, Miller, Miller, next up, the Cold War. Hey, is... hey, hey. I'm not going oh, to chime in on oh, Junk Your gosh. Dog. I'm so sorry. JYD, tell us about Thump. JYD. The Thump. Don't mess with the dog, Phil. Don't yeah. mess with the dog. He's this, this awesome, like, hulking black guy that wears white pants with the word thump on his butt. I love it. Thump! Uh, now, he is – he, he uh, there are a lot of differences between him and Big E of, like, modern wrestling. Yeah. But, but yeah, he reminds me a lot of Big E uh, in a lot of ways, and not, not because of the color of his, of his skin. Like, his body type and his aggression and his confidence and swagger, even if he yes. was white, he would remind me of Big E. Like, he um, – 
he's honestly like really entertaining to watch and he only gets better like in wrestlemania 2 and 3 and stuff like that i'm a huge jyd fan now like i i he's honestly a top at least top 20 if not top 10 wrestler for me i i want to see a lot more of junkyard dog i i was really impressed when you hear jim ross talk about junkyard dog um J, uh, Jim Ross talks about how JYD in you know in the seventies, late seventies, uh, athletically was un—I mean, unparalleled. Like the older he got, you know, you're now we're into the mid eighties, and he's a, he's just strong and like super aggressive, yeah, like the way that he he's not, attacks. He's not as agile. He's right. starting to break down a little bit. The, when he was younger, man, he, like, I guess he could go. His athleticism was real high. Uh, he got, you know, so this was pretty late point. in his career, right? This is pretty late in his career. He yeah. got, and now he ended up, I'll say that, but he still wrestled into the mid nineties. I mean, he, he wrestled in WCW toward the end, of, like the end of his career. And then just around some different things, uh, passed away. His daughter, uh, accepted his hall of fame induction, uh, for him. So that was a good, that was a good thing. So anyway, so, so there are two, two parts of this match I want to talk about. One is Hit it. I love, I love the junkyard dog, uh, attack headbutt. Um, I, I just think that's really funny to watch uh, where he like gets on all fours and yep. he's just like, he's the dog, man. So good. And then uh, the, so ar- arguably like one of the biggest personalities in this match was uh, the mouth of the South. Oh J- yeah. I, yeah, Hart. exactly. Now this is before he didn't have his megaphone with him. Did he? I don't think so. He definitely no. had it in WrestleMania too. Yes, yeah. that megaphone is classic stuff. Miller, do you remember when they tried to have Leo Rush uh, be with Bobby Lashley? Yeah. And they had him hold uh, a microphone and talk the whole time? Yeah. That's, they were trying to pull a Jimmy Hart, where Jimmy Hart in a match, if Miller was wrestling a match and I was Jimmy Hart and, and I was managing Miller, I'm Jimmy Hart. Yeah, come on, Miller. Let's get after right here, Jimmy. Come on, come on, come on, Miller. Go get him. The whole time on his megaphone, and it was awesome. It was yeah. phenomenal. Dude, I, I love Jimmy Hart. Uh, you actually get to see him kind of take some hit lumps and stuff like that in WrestleMania too. But like, he is like one of those slimy like guy guys that just won't stop talking, and it, like, and you just want him to shut up. And there's a moment in this match where um, he. Uh, like he's kind of he's kind of routed the hammer and um and he's like off and like trying to get up whatever and he actually like J- Jimmy won't stop talking so um Junkyard Dog actually and the ref is getting in Jimmy's face saying hey you gotta shut up and J- Junkyard Dog comes over and grabs him like with both hands from his lapel and then yes. the hammer co- comes over to drop the hammer on yes. the back of of Junkyard Dog's head and misses but what? like yes. he, he do- dodges off to the side and ends up hitting Jimmy Hart his own manager and I I just I laughed the crowd went ballistic at that point um Junkyard Dog's a star man like he he's like one of the only ones that came out to a song he came out to Queen's another one bite the dust and yes. the, the 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 crowd just lit up man yes. like they love this guy so he he was a star man I, I loved watching this match it sucks that he not lost and not just lost but lost on the technicality where like and didn't, um it was an illegal move at the end yeah and didn't get to have the uh, the intercontinental belt so funny Tito, I, Santana, I think, Tito Santana comes out at the end of the match and gets in the mm-hmm. ref's face and be like, dude, he was using the ropes to pin him. But of course, it's and that's what, well, yeah, it's true. All right. So kids that are listening in the 80s, Russia and the United States <laughs> did not like did not like each other. 
Iran and the United States did not like each other. And so we are going to, wrestling is going to utilize that fear of a Cold War, of Russia dropping nuclear weapons on us, of Iran sending maybe some terrorist activity our way, and maybe uh, halting oil productions, and then making America stop. And they're going to send two agents to America, Nikolai Volkov from Russia, and the Iron Sheik, not the Iran Sheik, Miller, but the Iron Sheik. Uh, and they are managed by that evil, evil man, classy, steady, blassy, Miller, uh, favorite part of this match. I have my favorite, and it wasn't even in the match. It was before the match. Um, my favorite part had to be when they won. I mean, I, I mean, Iron Sheik, I like him. Yeah, and there's a lot to unpack here for a lot of reasons. So we actually may stay on this one for a little bit. Uh, the Andre the Giant Big John Stud thing is this weird thing. Wendy Richter versus Lalani Kai. Yikes, Cindy Lauper. Yeah. And then we'll get to the, and we'll get to the main event, obviously. But let me let me sit on this for a second here. First things first, the Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov are fighting the U.S. Express, which Phil, you may not know who Barry Windham and Mike Rotunda are. But let me start by saying this. Miller, who is Mike Rotunda? He is Bray Wyatt's dad. Am Ambo Dallas's dad. Real oh, okay. life. Uh, and Barry Windham is his actual brother-in-law. Uh, Mike Rotunda's uh, sister married Barry Windham. And so Barry Windham is Bray Wyatt's uncle. And uh, obviously Mike Rotunda is his... Uh, dad but he's also a guy that becomes irs erwin r shyster who during wrestlemania 3 is part of money inc uh with uh million dollar man ted dibiase so many cool things here mike rotunda and barry windham by the way are really really good uh they just mm. barry windham couldn't he had some drug issues had some just some major issues and mm. then never could reach the levels that he could have probably reached and then again Miller, what did you think about – actually, let's do this. Phil, what did you think about the Russian national anthem? Dude, I, I, I wasn't believing what I was seeing when it was happening. So <clears throat> two remarks on it. One is that they are, they're obviously doing this on purpose. They're doing this to rile the crowd. Um, but to, to <laughs> watch the announcers, like, like, say, like, take that whisper in his ear and then say, you know, uh, Nikolai Volkov has requested to sing the Russian national anthem. I was just like, no way. Oh, I, knew yeah. exactly, then, I, I knew what was going on in the 80s with the Cold War and everything like that. Yes. So I was like, no way they're doing this. So that was that was point number one. And then <clears throat> the second thing was the crowd not only erupts in like boos and hisses and like and people are like yelling and stuff like that but then they start throwing trash onto it. the ring itself. Yes. They, by, by the end of the national anthem there are 50 60 70 pieces of trash all over the mat the mat i was like oh my gosh like you would never see that i mean i don't know maybe that kind of stuff that happens today i've never seen anything it, like that at a professional it still happened it still happened in the 90s i think that the wwe now would uh escort people away if they started dumping trash yeah 
Yeah, like literally everyone that had like a hot dog wrapper or a hamburger wrapper or fries or whatever, they were just throwing all their trash on it. They just watered it up and threw it on the on the ring while he was singing. And uh, I ate every second of it up, man. It was awesome. Miller, uh, Phil's talking about trash being thrown in the ring. Uh, tell Phil about that ECW match that we watched. What was thrown in the ring at uh, Mick Foley on that one? Chairs. Like ev- like everyone's chairs from the crowd. Whoa. That's yeah, a, potentially dangerous. Yeah, it was insane. There was some people that were on the, like, underneath them. They just started chucking their chairs in the ring. So anyway, wow. uh, Nikola Volkov, not the best singer. Uh, they, they end up beating Mike Rotunda, Barry Windham, the U.S. Express, who also but- had... By the way, they, they, had they come out music. to, uh, yeah, they, I, was, I was just going to say that. They came out to Born in the USA, which I thought that was and, great. And it was like what, what hilarious, like, just like, just the way. It's so on the nose. Oh, yeah. America. But then the bad guys end up winning. And, man, Iron Sheik Miller, Iron Sheik talks to mean Gene Oakland, but what's he calling? He calls him Gene Mean. <laughs> you're gene mean let me tell you gene mean <laughs> so good man the iron sheik uh is still alive he is the weirdest follow on twitter you've ever followed it's huh. he says stuff that's unreal like who is letting him have access to that phone is my question anyway i bet he's also on cameo miller we, we should Pay the 25 or 30 bucks and get a cameo from uh, Iron Sheik. Um, there's, a, there's a cane hit in this in this match. Um, Freddie, Bla- Freddie Blast is going to hit you with a cane. He's a bad guy. Yeah. And that ends sure. up, setting up setting up the final pin. You know it. It was a pretty good, uh, pretty good match. Yeah. And, and anytime you have Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov together, I, I think you could roll them out today and I would love it. Like, I would eat it a lot. So... We need a we need a Russian and an Iranian uh, together on WWE television to really draw some ratings. <laughs> Miller, tell us about Andre the Giant and Big John Stud. A lot on the line in this match. Slam match, um, really good. I thought it was just one of the best matches that you could see. If Andre won, he got money. If if um, how much how much money? One fifty thousand. Uh, fifteen thousand dollars. Fifteen thousand dollars in a WWF <laughs> duffel bag. Duffel, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually uh, carried the, the carried the money out onto the ring, and I guess it's real money. They throw some of it out to the crowd at the end. It's so weird, Miller. What did you think <laughs> about the slam match? Uh, did you ever have any doubt that Andre was going to beat Big John Stud? I didn't have a single doubt. Um, what, you made a couple comments about Andre. What did you think about Andre during this match? He was unstoppable. He was like a machine. And also, he, he's probably a really – he was in a really good shape. He looked a little bit healthier than he did in WrestleMania three, where his, you could tell his knees were really hurting him. Uh, and his weight, his weight was up in WrestleMania three. He, he looked a little thinner, didn't he, Miller? Yeah, way thinner. Who was uh, Miller? Remember who Big John Studd's manager was? Big John Studd's manager, Jimmy Hart, right? No, no, Bobby. The Brain Heaton. Yeah, the weasel, who Bobby is, the Brain Heaton. Who is later Andre's manager? Whenever. What, now, why does he become Andre's manager? Because 
when Andre was a bad guy. He turned evil and he turned on Hulk evil. Hogan. He never got a chance. He never got a chance at your title, Hogan. Anyway, that's beside the point. Um, thoughts, Phil. Tell us about Andre and Big John Stud. If Andre the Giant gets you in a choke, like where he just like is looking you in the face and choking you, yes. he's gonna he's gonna choke you over and over and over again and slam you up against that rope. Uh, his his kicks will like send you flying across the ring. Um, yes. this, this guy's a mammoth. Like it's uh, he's so fun to watch to me, even though he's slow and and hulking and and very uh, non agile. <laughs> like he's not gonna run across the ring super fast. Um, he is like just un unstoppable. The hits, the kicks, the uh, the throws, the choking. He's just he's just like a a machine, man. I I, I love watching Andre. He um, is just a beast, uh, a physical specimen. Uh, you're not going to come across an oddity like that ever again. Yeah, and, yeah um, sad. You know what I'm saying? Like, even the big show, they don't treat him. They didn't treat him the same way. Um, you're just – Andre wrestled in a time whenever he um, – if he wanted to win, he was going to win. If he wanted to let you win – he could let you win. He didn't have to. And uh, whereas today, like how the big show is, like the big show is a massive character. Uh, the big show physically could be that way, like Andre is, unstoppable, but wrestles in a time that he can't just take liberties with somebody else and uh, do everything he wants or he'll just get fired by Vince. Uh, oh, yeah. Whereas Andre... On, and you, Miller, you've heard Andre uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan talk about wrestling Andre before. What did Hacksaw say about uh, wrestling Andre? I've never heard that. Wait, I'm sure we watched it. I thought felt like we were uh, we we talked about this. No, I've Hacksaw, never. Hacksaw Jim Duggan wrestled uh, Andre like a for a solid like five or six months on house shows, and he basically talks about how you know big. Uh, Andre the Giant is a literal giant. So whatever the, the giant wants to do, you have to do it. If the giant wants to sit on your head and uh, toot, <laughs> he can sit on your head and toot. Uh, if he wants to um, – do you remember this yeah. now, Miller? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I thought it's I was on going story crazy. time. WWE. On story time at WWE, right. Uh, he at one point wraps his singlet around Hacksaw's eyes and proceeds to, like, grind this nasty – Andre sweat into his eyes. Oh yeah, because Andre, because Andre the Giant can might as well. He can do yeah. whatever he wants. So anyway, um, good time. I think one of the, the funnest parts of the match at the very end was um, Andre obviously wins. He doesn't have to retire from the WWF, which was never going to happen anyway. Um, and uh, takes the duffel bag, but then um, Bobby Heenan tries to steal it back. He, he tries to renege. He's like, "No, you can't have the money." And so, like, he grabs it from him, but I guess Andre already had his hand on some some money, and he just tosses it out to the crowd. Into the, and into the like, crowd. Yeah, everyone's scrambling for it. <laughs> so cool. Yeah. Um, Miller, next match is Wendy Richter versus Lalani Kai. Uh, what were your thoughts, these women, compared to today's women wrestlers? Today's women wrestlers are way better. Can right? you be more – can you – well, I'm asking you for your opinion. What what compare them? Okay, to this day, these women wrestlers are like way better. 
back then, those women wrestlers, I don't even know how people like them. Just uh, athletic, <laughs> athletic, well, athletic, well, they, and, and as you saw, there were only one women's match, and it had Cindy Lauper in it. Yeah, which I uh, didn't. That that was the craziest part of this for me. Yeah. I did not know that Cindy Lauper was in WrestleMania one. Right, well, she was part manager. of that. She was part of the rock and wrestling stuff. Uh, mm -hmm. She was on the, you know, a, a big, a big deal. Uh, Captain Lou Albano is in a couple of her videos. Uh, yeah, I, I looked all that up after the have, fact. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know any of that when I went into watching WrestleMania one. He's in the uh, "Girls Just Want to Have Fun" video as her fake father, and also in the uh, "Good Enough" video, which is on the uh, which is from the Goonies soundtrack. Okay, really? So he's also in that too. Yeah, yeah. I and mean, actually, I, there's a bunch of wrestlers I, in that soundtrack in that in that as well. So pretty cool. When they when they announced the fighters to come out, and they were like, you know. Um, you know, managed by Cindy Lauper. I was like, "What? The Cindy Lauper? Like, is she going to come out right now?" I, Vince, I, didn't, I didn't know it at all. And I, apparently, it was this big thing, this big collaboration between Vince and, yeah. and the kind of MTV Rock World. Vince loves a good tie-in, Phil. He's not going to mess around. He loves a good tie-in. So, mm -hmm. uh, wants to get those celebrities there. Uh, really, Wendy Richter wins. Uh, she ends up uh, dropping the title later to the fabulous Moolah, this who is the Black Widow, and. It was actually kind of the original Montreal screw job uh, where she gets put in some submission or no, no, she gets pinned. And the, the ref says it was a three count, but it really was only like a two count. And then they take the title off her. Cause I, I think Vince didn't really like Wendy Richter very much. So, but that's it. That's all we're going to say about the women, I guess. So uh, Miller, Hulk Hogan, first thoughts on Hulk Hogan. Go. He's awesome. That's my first thought. Is that your only thought that he's awesome? Well, that's like one of my many thoughts. I can't explain like all of them to you. <laughs> well, give me more than that. We got to give the crowd more than that. Give he's awesome. He's great. This is a like, podcast, so he is the Hulkster, <laughs> and he's running wild on you. He is running wild <laughs> on you, <laughs> Mr. T. Did you know anything about Mr. T before this? Miller, do you know me? anything about e either one of you, <laughs> <Wait>. I guess? <laughs> I only knew uh, Mr. T from the A-Team. I, I wasn't familiar with him as a, as a fighter at all. What was the – Miller, we talked about this the other day. Uh, what was the connection between Hulk Hogan and Mr. T, and why would Mr. T be in a wrestling match at this time? What, what, had, they done, what had they done together? Um, I don't really know. The Rocky, the Rock, Rocky Three, pal. Oh yeah, Rocky Three. My bad. I am. Uh, wait, was Rocky Three made in eighteen eighty something? In the <laughs> in the nineteen eighties. Like exactly nineteen eighties. Yeah, nineteen eighty <laughs> what four I think. Oh, so that. Yeah. I so anyway. So Snooker comes to the ring with him as well. Um, mm -hmm. And then uh, on the bad guy side, we have Paul Orndorff, Roddy Piper, and who else, Miller? Cowboy Bob Orton. And Phil, do you know the connection? Why would I, Miller even know who Cowboy Bob Orton is? I only know because he told me last week, which is that he's uh, Randy K. Orton's dad. Yep, Randy Orton's dad, yes. Um, 
Bob Orton's arm was broken for probably about 10 years. Oh, he wow. always he always wore a cast on his arm so he could hit people with a cast. It, and it wasn't really broke, but he just wore oh. that cast as a gimmick. He's a bad guy, so he's got to have some gimmick. And the gimmick is I'm going to hit you with this cast. Yeah. There was a lot of pre-show to this match, by the way. Like, I, it took a long time to get the match even started because they had, uh, like, Liberace came out. Yeah, um, which Mil Miller was having none of that. <laughs> Mil hey, Liberace came out, and the and the uh, the the dance, the kick line, the yeah, whatever they are, the the uh, what, what what kind of dancers are those? Uh, I can't think rock, of it. Rock the Rockettes, uh, the Rockettes yeah. style dancer, whatever. Dumb dancers. Out. It's crap like, dancers. Yeah, you didn't like that at all. <laughs> well, and Muhammad Ali comes out to thunderous applause, like they. But but to be the ref, but to be the referee, and then they say you're the outside. He's the outside ring referee, which yeah. is just as important as the in ring referee. <laughs> and Miller, who is the in ring referee in this match? Pat Patterson. What? Tell Phil what what's so important about Pat Patterson? First Intercontinental Champion ever. Huh. Wow, I didn't know that. And he was Vince's right-hand man for about 25 years. Hmm. And uh, big time behind the scenes of so many things. Miller, what did uh, Pat Patterson invent? He invented the Royal Rumble. There you go. Oh, nice. The referee in the ring in this match that Roddy Piper Royal hits at the Rumble. end of the match. So, uh, speak uh, Speaking of which, Roddy, Roddy Piper comes out in a kilt and um, – Bagpipes. <laughs> it's like a bagpipe band that plays him in and stuff like that. But um, holy cow, when Hulk Hogan comes out to um, I Have a Tiger, the crowd oh. loses it, man. Now, did, like, you hear, did, you hear the, did you hear I Have a Tiger or Real American? Um, I don't know. I thought it was I Have a Tiger. but No, I, here's what I'm going to tell you. What, what did you watch this on? Um, I I found some download of it. I forgot On, that. I online, okay. Now here's yeah. the, well, here's the deal. Here here's the cool thing about this. So you you mentioned earlier that the U.S. Express came out to uh, Born in the USA mm -hmm. on on the WWE Network. They come out to generic rock. I mean, it's the most generic garage oh, really? band, generic rock and roll ever like eh, like the same with a bell theme song almost like dee -da, dee -da, dee -da, so it's been changed and because they didn't have the rights to uh put it on the wwe network wow and, interesting and hogan's music is is superimposed with real american which i didn't think he had that theme song at this point anyway but he used to come out to eye the tiger and he but he his on the on what miller and i were watching on the wwe network it was uh, Real American, not Eye of the Tiger. Huh. Pretty cool. So anyway, music rights, pal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I found some like original broadcasts, like someone had recorded it or whatever. And we, but we did hear the Russian national anthem for Nikolai Volkov, so that was good. So yeah, um, that's important. Thoughts on this one, Phil? Dude, I, I think I mentioned to you uh, this to you last week or a couple weeks ago off air, probably. But um, Hulk Hogan, I, I completely underestimated. 
Hulk Hogan's celebrity status at this point. I, he, he was a Greek God to, to that audience. And I, like, <clears throat> I did not know that. Like I, I knew he was popular. I saw him when I was a kid in the eighties. I, I remember seeing him on uh, television commercials and little spots here and there. And he'd come on the news or not news like late night television or whatever. But I, I did not know that he was a superstar until I watched WrestleMania. And uh, like, I mean, he's even bigger in WrestleMania two, even bigger still in WrestleMania three. Like yes. that you would think that he was the only wrestler that people got crazy about, uh, into that degree at this time and maybe he was maybe he was number one I, I don't know but he hadn't been around that long right like wasn't he he had only been wrestling in the wwf for a couple of years no i mean he he had been around but they changed his gimmick to this to to the uh a good guy because before that he, he actually wrestled okay. as a bad guy before that a little bit oh really okay yeah so um the Dude, he is uh, he 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 comes out and on, in in the ring he's electric like he was uh, just an absolute ball to watch man. Um, then we get um, the bad guys. I love Paul Orndorff. He's in such great shape. Roddy mm -hmm. Piper's awesome, like we said, Bob Orton. Mm -hmm. uh, and then, but I felt like at times I think they put Muhammad Ali out of the ring because they had to have Pat Patterson calling things in the ring. To keep this thing, because it was chaos. Same. There was a couple times. Oh yeah, <laughs> there was a couple times where it is just chaotic in there, and I don't think Muhammad Ali wouldn't have known. I mean, mm -hmm. one, I don't know faculties as far as I, I, we all know that Muhammad Ali probably had CTE. He really struggled with uh, memory and dementia at, at the end of his life, and yeah, uh, I bell rung I, too many times. Oh, big time! And I don't know. And I don't know at this point in 1985 where he was at with that, but man, like, um, what a what a weird match! Like, and just the this chaos at times. Uh, uh, real quick, Mr. T and Roddy Piper, real life, did not like each other. Oh, did, really? Oh, did not like each other. I mean, it's Mr. pretty T, aggressive in the ring, so that makes sense. Mr. T missed the entire run through for this match before because they tried to get, schedule it to run through things. Um, and then they just kind of get after each other early, like legit slap each other in the face, get on the ground, kind of roll around a little bit. Like it's interesting. Like the dynamic, I've heard Roddy Piper talk about it on before he passed away and just kind of him and Mr. T didn't gel. But Roddy well. Piper. It's, go ahead, what's Mom. that buddy? Roddy Piper's dead. Yeah, buddy. He, yeah, he passed away. Oh, that's when? a bummer, huh? When did he? Uh, it's been two years ago, three years ago, probably now. So uh, about 2018. Yeah, he's on. Uh, you want to hear a good podcast? Uh, the Austin Steve Steve Austin had him on his podcast. Uh, man, really, really good. Like super good interview, good talk. Uh, but Piper says a few things on there that are like that are not not so not so savory. So anyway, good times. Yeah, the, uh, it's supposed to be a tag team match. Obviously, one one guy in the ring at a time. You know, one on one with tags. At, at one point, all four of them jump in there. At one point, all six of them are in the ring at the same time. Yes, and um, Muhammad Ali and Muhammad Ali yep. randomly yelling at Paul Orndorff in the corner, like, and then Pat Patterson's over in the corner trying to kind of get even Muhammad Ali away from. It's like really weird. Like, it's just like chaos. Like the match is going on. Muhammad Ali is yelling at Paul Orndorff. In the ring, Pat Patterson, you watch him go over and try to get 
Muhammad Ali away from him. It's like, what? I don't understand what's happening. It's like really weird, like chaos. So, so um, remind me, like, so like all six of them jump in, whatever, and then uh, Roddy and Paul end up leaving, right? Like they're trying to leave. They're like, oh yeah, out. well that's what bad guys do. That's what bad bad guys are gonna. Uh, hey, well you know what? We're out of here. We're, we, we forget who we don't need this, and they walk off, and, and then, then they come back. And then they and, come and back. Then, it's fine. Then, then Hulk leans over the over the ropes and sticks his hand out. He's like, "No, come here, come here, whatever." Get back like, crazy. Here, yeah. He's got his crazy eyes. He's like, "Yeah, no, yeah, come exactly. On come here. on, come <laughs> on back here." So good. So anyway, um, well, very good. Hogan ends up. Uh, uh, who gets the pin? Mister T gets the pin. No, no Hulk. Hulk Hogan Hulk. gets the pin. Hulk Hogan gets the pin, and uh, oh, pins Orndorff. Because Cowboy Bob Orton Ace uh, jumps on top of the ring, uh, the, the ropes, and proceeds to is going to hit Hogan over the head with the cast, and then yeah. it ends up missing and knocks out uh, uh, Orndorff, who, by the way, later wakes up uh, to his amazement. He's yeah. the only bad guy. <laughs> he's the only bad guy left in the ring. I thought, I thought that was actually really fun. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a re repeat of the Jimmy Hart thing, where like he hits the wrong man, but um, so uh, it's still pretty, the, pretty fun. This pay-per-view would have been available on gigantic satellite dishes. It would have been uh, available. There was also a simul viewing. But, but the, now I said that the satellite dishes, not a lot of people had those in 1985. And that came along eventually, the, those gigantic ones. Did anyone in your neighborhood have those, the big white ones? Or I the black so. mesh metal? Yeah. Huge. Looks like something from NASA. But a lot of people watched this in major cities. They had theaters that showed this thing in theaters and it was just it was a never before seen thing i mean people had never tried to do anything like this and it was a big gamble there's a bunch of there's a bunch of things that people talk about this so i won't go into long detail but um man vince took a huge gamble had this not worked out there would be no wwf i mean it would just have been gone like it would have like he spent tons of his own money trying to make this happen uh had to call him a lot of favors, and it worked out. So look, look how it worked out. Now he's Vince McMahon, and we're wrestling in front of no crowd. Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> That's my would, best impression. If you didn't do what Vince told you to do, Miller, what would he tell you? Your fight. <laughs> I I'd, I'd knock Vince out, and I'd be, well, uh, I guess I'm the new Vince McMahon. <laughs> <laughs> well, good times. Good times. Well, a uh, long episode, uh, but a good recap. Uh, Miller, any final thoughts? Uh, not really. I mean, uh, the, the, the thing was really good. It was kind of unique, wasn't it? You, did mm -hmm. you expect it to be as good as it was, or you, do you think you would be totally bored? Um, your second one. You thought you'd be bored, but you. I I, I don't like much old school, but, but now this was, I do. So this was cool because yeah. there's a lot of a lot of classic guys um, that you know their names. We're gonna get into WrestleMania uh, two and three eventually. I'm sure on the show, and we'll. Oh, we'll, need to start. we'll I mean, we'll, two, we'll, two is phenomenal. That the cage match at the end of two is one of the the most iconic matches of all time, probably in WWE. But. Um, Miller, you need to watch um, WrestleMania three. They they filmed that in front of ninety three thousand fans. It, it's a, it was a massive, 
massive event at this at the Silverdome. Yeah, that is awesome. It was awesome. Um, woo! Phil, last thoughts. Um, it was great. It was it was neat to see WrestleMania's origins. Like, I'm glad I went all the way back to one, and then just like you know, look up like top 10 WrestleManias of all time to start in the middle somewhere random. Um, like it was, it was cool to see the very first beginning of it. Uh, I learned a lot about people I'd either heard of or in some cases never heard of. Like I'd never heard of Junkyard Dog. Um, I heard you guys mention his name, but like, I didn't know anything about him. I'd never seen him wrestle. I'd never even seen a picture of him. Um, so going back and watching some of these um, OG wrestlers like just really show up and do some amazing things it was really cool um i I'll, also i say that as a positive but like as a negative like the the broadcast quality is really bad um <clears throat> it was a very small crowd like less than twenty thousand people were in attendance well um, but it was at but it was at madison square garden so it's not yeah. as big of, of the wrestlemania and did you notice this is one thing did you notice how they had the ring lit that was an old school boxing wrestling ring type situation yes. we're yeah. just gonna light the ring yeah but but today vince would be like we need to show the crowd we want right. to show everybody how many people are here and that would have felt different for us the viewer had he shown that crowd Twenty thousand people in the garden is a lot of people like it's not a very big arena uh yeah. and you know the, the knicks played there forever uh, i'm sure they and, sold it out yeah, and so so that crowd in comparison to you know WrestleMania in San Francisco at uh, is it Comerica Park? What's the name of the park in San Francisco? The you know what I'm saying Miller, what was the one with the uh, oh the big Anaheim? No, I'm thinking of the Anaheim one with the roller coaster in the background. Was that 2016, Miller? Um, 2017. 2017, where the, you know there's there's 75,000 people or 80,000 people there. So when you like you said, Bill, yeah, yeah it is a much smaller crowd compared to that. 2016, the, yeah. the bigger, the biggest crowd in WWE history. Was that in Dallas? Um, yeah. Yeah, at Jerry World. Hmm. Cool. All right, um, Phil. Sorry, I mean, it, it, thought, it was it was fun fun to watch. It's just like it's it's a little hard to watch if all you've seen is modern wrestling. Like it, you right. grew up with it, <clears throat> Jack. Obviously, you, you're watching these WrestleManias live or or very close after the fact. But like the um. I think for us, like th those of us who have only seen modern wrestling, it was definitely, it took some adjusting of my brain to like, to justify what I was watching as being like really intense like, because there's not a lot of high flying. There's not people jumping off the turnbuckles. There's not tables, ladders and chairs. There's not all the hysterics and, and the, the crazy, like, you know, circus act type stuff that you see nowadays that kind of keep you entertained if you're not looking for the actual tech technical wrestling, but like me, I mean, I'm, I'm starting to get into that. Like I, I want to know about that hold. I want to know about that, that pin, that, um, that particular style of, of throw or whatever. So like, like it, it was just different back then. And like, it, and it was so cool to see it in its original form, you know, back, back then, you know, all these years now it's 30, been 35 years and we can go back and watch it now. So yeah, it was fun. I was really glad that I watched it. Um, if nothing else, just to see some of the, the big celebs that I had heard about, but had never actually seen uh, Jack, this, this is going to shock you, but this is my first time ever watching Hulk, Hulk Hogan wrestle. Period. Wow. I, yeah, I've never I, seen him wrestle. I don't think I started the show off explaining that about, uh, that this is your first foray. I guess I, maybe I did mention that this was kind of your first foray into a lot of this classic stuff. So, 
Um, yeah, I, I've I've since seen uh, one other Hulk Hogan match, and that was well, in WrestleMania and what, too. And if you continue on and you see <laughs> and you see WrestleManias, you know, as he goes through, and then if you you transfer over to when he was in WCW, uh, still kind of the same character, and then eventually he you know turns evil and goes into the NWO. Uh, it's interesting to watch Hogan go from Hulkamania. Uh, you've heard now. You've heard us. You've heard me talk twice now to different guests on the horror movie podcast about uh, No Holds Barred that he was in. So his, yeah. you know, you've heard about Hogan and different things, but this is a different duck to watch him in WrestleMania. So anyway, good times. Yeah. Miller, why don't you, Miller, why don't you sign off for us uh, and uh, tell folks uh, thanks and uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, the next pay-per-view coming up is Money in the Bank. And I think that's about, like, the next, one next week Sunday? from now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Streaming live on pay-per-view. And you can watch it on the WWE Network. So, um, and also, bye. And I'll see you next week for the Merit. For the Rock Marathon, and when you say marathon, we're going to talk. We're going to be talking about the Rock the whole time, right? Yep. Cool. Can you smell? Do you, do you guys smell something? Miller? I smell no. what the Rock is cooking. What's your Miller? What's your name? Miller. It doesn't matter what your name is. Oh, sorry. All right. I, I said Miller before you. You beat me to the punch, didn't you? <laughs> you want to do that? Do you want to do that on me? Wait, what's your name? What's your name? Hey, my name's Hey. I'm, my, hi, my name's. Uh, it doesn't matter what your name is. Good job. <laughs> I told you it's. It doesn't matter what your name is. All so right. Good. We'll see you guys later. See ya.